This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Wait a Hey, boo! It's me, Roz. Welcome to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. If you're new around here, it's me, Roz. I like to talk to people that are funny, famous, spooky, all kinds of people about all things paranormal. I'm joined today by a friend of mine who you may know from all kinds of stuff. If you got a TV, you've seen her. Busy Phillips. Probably seen her on Cougar Town. I mean, I see her in commercials. Girls 5 Eva, her own talk show, Busy Tonight. She's all over the place. And she's been on this show before. Now, here's the deal with that. I like to have people that I like on multiple times, of course, if, you know, schedule allows or whatever. I got real lucky that I got to have her back. She's busy. She's booked and busy. So she's come on before. She's told her ghost stories, which are epic. And since we already got to all those, when I have these kinds of people on that have already told their stories, or if they don't have stories, I like to prepare stuff. And this episode has it all, honey. 
We got poltergeists. We got ghost voices. We got UFOs. And Busy comes in right at the end with a psychic story of her own. So let's just get right into it. Here is me talking once again with Busy Phillips. On with the show! I am joined by the best eyebrows in the business. <laughs> My friend, Busy Phillips. Hi. Hello! I'm here! A repeat customer. I was just looking it up when you were on this podcast, April of 2020. It was the first one once the pandemic had hit, and I was trying to figure out how do I record this? Do I do it on my phone? Like, I, everyone was kind of like, we don't actually, as I was listening to it, there was a moment. It's so, it's so sad to listen to, but there was a moment in the intro where I was like, yeah, guys, I hope everyone's doing well, but it sounds like, according to the news, things are getting better soon. Like, this was no. April of 2020. No. no. Nothing makes me sadder than the hopefulness of those early weeks of the pandemic. Like, yeah. people, I was never hopeful, I have to say. Like, I... Like, I truly always was like, oh, strap in, everybody. This is going to be the next, a long time of our lives. Yeah. Like, I just had this feeling about it. Well, because I'm psychic. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember having friends that were like, it wasn't even on their radar, A. B, they were like, oh, yeah, it'll be over in like a week. C, couldn't believe, couldn't believe, we're in shock. That was an interesting time because yes. it was very slumber party vibes for like that first week. Sure. And the first month, I would say the first month. Yes. Maybe. And people like weeks. you who are so busy were, pun intended, were uh, <laughs> available to talk to me about ghosts. And I was having the time of my life because the stories that you have, you have like beginning, middle, and ghost stories. Yeah. And I I encourage people to go back and listen. Skip the intro. Skip any of the pandemic stuff. Just listen to busy <laughs> stories. Because we sound like idiots. Because <laughs> we have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> but you told a story about um, when you lived in England in college, I believe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My summer in Oxford. With yeah, a ghost. Had a ghost. And then... The same ghost that a friend of mine had that I met years later had had years earlier. And then also, I remember your story about somewhere in the South, you were shooting something and there was Wilmington, a ghost. Wilmington, North Carolina. I had a ghost there. What were you shooting? Dawson's Creek. Oh my God. Crazy. Iconic. It is kind of iconic. I have to say, like, now that I live on the East Coast, you know, the South is very haunted, I find. Mm -hmm. And I find, like, the ghosts very open in the South to making themselves known. I think that like the East Coast is also very, very haunted, but I don't have the same, I don't have the same thing in New York City. Like I don't, I, maybe it's just too much because there's too many energies of all types. Yes. But I just don't get like ghosty vibes. This has come up so many times because I talk to a lot of people, New York, whatever, people... Don't tell me enough ghost stories about the city. And I think it has to do with, yeah, there's so much hustle and bustle. There's I, no energetic space for them to exist. They're like, this is boring. I can't even, like, do something because, 
You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the, I think if we were able to like talk to a ghost who should be in New York, they'd be like, yeah, no, I had to go to Westchester. It's, I needed space. But you could also argue that there, there's so much energy for them to feed off of. And, to, you know, there's a lot of theories that, you know, it's almost like if a tree falls in the woods and no one heard it, whatever. Like, does a ghost exist if there's no humans around? You don't know because you don't see them. But, like, do they need humans to be fueled? But also, we don't know how – I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, whatever it is in New York, I just have to say it's obviously – an anomaly to other places. Definitely. I mean, New England ghosts are real and people have crazy New England ghost stories, right? But but New York City, it's it should feel there should be places that feel really haunted and they don't feel haunted at all. Here's a theory. I think it's the personality type. I think if you're a New Yorker, you're like, I gotta go. I'm on the move. I'm not sticking around, spooking you in the middle of the night. I got shit to do. I got places to be. It's the city that never sleeps. It is the city that never sleeps. So the ghosts are like, when am I going to haunt? The New England ones, they're like, this is majestic. This is beautiful. I love it here. These houses are very creaky. Oh, perfect. Right? So you're in New York right now? No, right now I'm actually in Los Angeles. You are? I am. I'm oh here for, God. well, I'm here for like a week-ish. Oh. Maybe more. I don't know. Busy. I used to see you all the time. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. Well, I, it's crazy. I moved during the pandemic. Unex, unexpected moving. Yeah. But I I was recently on my favorite murder. <gasps> and uh, so exciting. a little story came up about the, story. the time I was on your old property and encountered a murderer. You and Sam thwarted the murderer from coming to my home. Yes, me and my best friend, Sam Pancake. For that, I'm eternally grateful. You, like, essentially saved my life, I have to say. Honestly, I don't want to do this, but I am going to say I was the first one to see him. So if I wasn't there, see, Sam was deep in Drag Race. We were watching RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm wandering my eyes around and I see a man staring into the window at me. It's the thing I'll never forget. I was staring him in the eyes. It's terrifying. And then I go, Sam, there's a man right there. Now I'll give Sam credit because he was definitely the brave one in the situation. He took control of the situation. He did. He did. He did. All I did was see it. And then Sam was like, hey, what are you, what's going on? And long story short, go listen to My Favorite Murder, but shoot him away. And then um, very unfortunately, he ended up uh, murdering one of the neighbors. Not like a direct, the neighbor was in the neighborhood. It wasn't yeah. like he was the next door neighbor or whatever. And we were talking before we started recording after the fact, and it was horrifying. My family and I were not at home. We were out to dinner. And you guys were in the guest house, which was like in the front walk way. And Sam jumped out of the window, right? And like... I mean, he didn't jump out, but... Well, he like climbed out of the window. No, I think we stayed inside. You, you didn't get out of the house. Oh, in my, in my history of the story <laughs> that I wasn't there for, but was at my house... I thought that Sam like jumped out of the window and like 
stopped. He did a barrel roll. He barrel rolled. No, but he did give him a bottle of water and an apple. Is that true? Or was that another neighbor? You know, I did read online a neighbor saying that. Because that was how they got the guy, was the DNA from that. Oh, my God. So all of this to say, like you and I were talking, this was a transient, mentally ill person who had wandered into my old neighborhood in Los Angeles. And it seemed like there were like at least 10 neighbors that had an interaction with him that day or evening. And he ended up breaking into a house. And then when the renter came home, I don't know, he murdered him. And it's terrible. Terrible. Very scary. And then I house sat for you for an entire month alone after that and took care of your cats. And every time... I don't think that house was haunted. No, I don't either. But every time I heard a cat scrapping around, I was like, (laughs) what was that? He's back. Yeah, I was so on edge. Um, But anyway, can we talk about some ghosts? Let's talk about it. Okay. I have one of my favorite kinds of stories to share with you. A poltergeist. Oh, I love a poltergeist. You know that. I like a poltergeist because there's no dead people involved. No, it's just teenage energy. Yes. I like that you know that. So this is a famous case that took place in Indianapolis. It's the Beck family. So most of the research I did came from a 2018 piece in the Southside Times by Rick Hinton. And this case here was 1962, Indianapolis, Indiana. The house in question is a four-bedroom, two-bathroom home built in 1900. Renata Beck moves in. By the way, side note, Renata is a fucking great name. It really is. She spelled it R-E-N-A-T-E. Chic. I love it. Yeah. I'm sure people mess that up a lot. I feel bad for that because people are probably like, Renate? Renate? Yeah. So poor Renata. She's already dealing with that. (laughs) And then she moves in to this house. She's a 32-year-old single mother. She's a restaurant operator. She's got her 61-year-old mother, whose name was Lena, which is another name I love. Lena was originally from Germany. And then she's got her 13-year-old daughter, Linda. And this is, the, this is early 60s. So th- this was the days when a 13-year-old was named Linda. You yeah, don't... I was going to say, but also, can I just pitch? Can we bring Linda back, guys? It's time. Oh, the name Linda. Yeah, let's bring a Linda back. Yeah. I want a baby named Linda. Yeah, you don't see Linda's, Nancy's. No. You don't see that name for, like, babies anymore. No. Although my my nephew's name is Bob, and I have to say when he was a baby, it was really funny. He was just a baby named Bob. Yeah, that's not a – that doesn't seem – but you also – I love the names you gave your children, which are not classic. Not tradish, but you know what? When I gave Birdie the name Birdie, people were aghast. It was as if I had named her Apple. Right. They were like could not – I'm like, guys, it's a real name. It's just – it's not – from this era currently. No, it's adorable. But now there are so many birdies. Are there? And there are so many companies now that are like Birdie Beauty and Birdie's This and Birdie Blab and Birdie's Books. I do want to say. You were the first. I do want to say. So back to Linda, Lena, and Renata. So this poor single mother, Renata, she moves in. She's like, oh, this place 
is where I'm going to start my new life. She just got no. divorced. She's like, Ugh. I'm single. I'm ready to mingle. I'm here in this beautiful home with the girlies. Gorgeous Indianapolis. The place where we all dream of moving someday. Yes. <laughs> She's like, everything's going to be quiet and serene. Wrong. It's a Sunday night just after 10 p.m. What's that flinging past her head? A giant beer stein. It lifts up on its own from a sink and it flies across the room and it smashes on the ground. Then, a loud crash upstairs. They find Granny Lena's precious crystal collection moving around and smashing on the floor. They saw the crystals flying. They saw it all. Wow. Is what they say. That's what they say. So they grab their car keys and they book it to the Indianapolis Ritz-Carlton or wherever it was. Some hotel. (laughs) They wake up the next day in the hotel. They probably had a nice complimentary continental breakfast. They head back to their new home around 1.30 p.m. Poltergeist is right where they left it. There's crystal glass flying around. It's breaking into a million pieces. Like, I don't understand. Didn't he take a break? Like, what's happening? I love that you gendered it because, I mean, I feel (laughs) it's possible. It's very possible it could be a... A man energy. I mean, maybe it took a break and was doing like a places, everyone. She's coming. They're coming back. And then, you know, picked up all the stuff. We don't know. We don't know. This is before ring cams. We don't know. But, okay, so they're back home. They're like, okay, I guess this is like our life now. And they're settling in. They're getting cozy, trying to relax, making some coffee. Wait, I'm confused. So they just were like, they came back. The poltergeist is still poltergeisting and they were like shrug emoji exactly like we just have to live with this well it doesn't seem like the entire house was just everything's flying everywhere it just seems like there were things happening in different rooms at different times basically (laughs) you're never safe because as they're coming back relaxing or whatever a piping hot cup of coffee flings towards Granny Lena's head just inches away from turning her into a grandma macchiato. (laughs) So naturally, they call the police. It's funny because all these stories are kind of like the same in some sense where it's like, first of all, I don't blame people. They don't know what the hell. Who do you call? Ghostbusters? Well, this is 1962. Right, of course. I'm so sorry. So a Sergeant John Mullen comes over. And he assesses the situation, and he's like, okay, I see what you're doing here. You're pranking me. Good one, but come on, ladies. And Renata's like, girl, sergeant, this crystal glass and this beer stein here, like, these are collectibles. We did not throw – like, they didn't want to break these items. And he's like – Okay, it's probably like a pellet gun that someone's shooting around the neighborhood that's going through the windows. Or maybe it's a hi-fi stereo that's emitting sound waves and it's shattering the glass. That's insane. Yeah. Sir. And they're literally like, okay, great. Yeah, you've been helpful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. This is my other favorite part. This is actually my favorite part of all these stories. The papers pick it up. Locals are showing up far and wide because they want to see a glimpse of... The flying beer steins. I do think that once the papers pick it up, it's got a life of its own. Oh, yeah. And people are like, we want to see. And if it was me, 
and this is sometimes how this goes. People start charging, which I would have done. Yeah, 100%. I would have said, step right up, $10, can come on in. I would make them sign a waiver. Yeah. I'm not going to be responsible. Yeah. They also, no camera phones even existed back then. So it's like. True. And that's why so many of these stories, it's like, we kind of just have to take people's word. (laughs) I don't know. Well, and we know that people are like most of the time, like very bad witnesses to their own history. So who even knows? Yeah. Except for all my ghost stories are real. Right. And Sam Pancake jumped out of the window and. (laughs) Well, I wasn't there. I know. For some reason, I did think that, but he didn't, I guess. No, I don't think. Whatever. Okay. So so some of the activity that's happening in this house includes, Mm because it sounds like the cops are constantly like coming by, checking this out. A cop heard a crash coming from upstairs. He goes up there and finds a crystal swan that has shattered on a shelf in Linda's room. Oh, boy. All three ladies report being bitten, punctured, and bruised by unseen forces. That's insane. Yeah. Granny Lena at one point claimed that she got choked out by something. What? Renata's purse went missing at one point with 125 American dollars in it. Then, mysteriously, it reappeared at the Granny Lena's feet with $80 missing. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> she, also just, she just also didn't know how much money she had in her wallet. I'm going to just say that. I mean, it could be. Someone took the money. We don't know, but it sounds like the ghost... <sighs> At this point. Okay, so, and then also they would hear rapping sounds from upstairs just constantly. And, oh, actually, I found, there is one recording from the investigation. Amazing. Here, let me share my audio. Okay, so this is a real recording of the rapping sounds that they heard. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I threw that coffee. The police cannot stop me. I'm $80 richer, throwing glassware like a pitcher. I'm a poltergeist. Are you not enticed? Um, uh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's the rapping that they heard from that's the poltergeist. That's very similar to the rap that my best friend from elementary school had on their um answering machine. <laughs> along the same, just along the same Tonally following the same sort of beat. And skill level. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like I legally have to say that is not real. That was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is not... We, we got that. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. So they call their friend who's a man named Emil Nocedo. And he's a local businessman. And he investigates the house with his wife. They say that they saw feathers being ripped out of the pillows and furniture moving on its own. Okay. So this poltergeist is strong. They claim that they hear sounds from the dining room. They go in and they end up finding silverware that's arranged on the floor in the shape of a cross. Ooh. Okay. All right, poltergeist. And I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Anytime I hear that a poltergeist is like picking up couches and stuff, it's like there's there's things you could do around the house that are productive yeah. with that strength. Yes. You know? You could vacuum vacuum underneath the sofa. Yeah. Like, were you helping them when they moved in? No. I'm sure they probably needed help getting all that shit in the house. 
Yes. Where were you then, poltergeist? Exactly. So the cops seem to have been, you know, constantly over here. And at this point, 16 days is what we're at. And there's nonstop poltergeisting. One of the cops comes over and he sees Granny Lena throwing some shit. And he's like, wait a minute. What are you doing there, Granny Lena? And Renata is like, no, she's just like having a nervous breakdown. Like it's not she's not like the poltergeist. Like she's just she's under a lot of stress, which is understandable. If I'm living in a house where this stuff is happening nonstop, I'm going to go crazy, too. And I'll probably throw something. I also might start throwing things like, "Ooh, you want to throw things? OK, let's throw things. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I'll show you how to throw something. Yes, I get the inclination. Yeah. So they end up arresting Granny Lena for falsifying a report. And they take her downtown. No. Yeah. Not Granny Lena. Now, I bet Renata, as they're arresting her mom, she's probably like, yeah, also, can you pat her down and see if she's got that $80 that mysteriously disappeared? Do you think that it was uh, Lena? Granny Lena? Well, here's the interesting thing. This is a little sad. I think, I don't know, this story is so mysterious, but... They end up making a deal with her that they'll drop the charges if she agrees to get sent back to Germany because that's where she's originally from. So they do send her back. You know, she she they drop the charges or whatever. And the activity stopped. Well, OK. A lot of things might lead us to believe that the <laughs> grandma was the poltergeist the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But apparently there were times when she wasn't present and there was stuff that happened. But also the neighbors said that they would hear them fighting. There was a lot of drama and they did have the teenage girl, which going back to what you said in the beginning, a lot of times poltergeists seem to be centered around that teenage, particularly teenage girl energy and maybe having the three of them in the house, they were fighting all the time and that stirred stuff up. And once the granny left, there was less intensity in the air. It's hard to say with this story in general what is real and what isn't, but a lot of people witnessed it. I don't think it's that hard to tell. So what do you what's your conclusion based on what you've heard? That Granny Lena was fucking miserable and hated living with her daughter and her teenage granddaughter and wanted to go back to the old country. Hmm. And So she made all this up so that she could get sent back. Or yeah, I think she just thought if she made like enough chaos that somehow it would change the situation. And it did. I mean, yeah, maybe she didn't think that if I fake being a poltergeist <laughs> and get caught for I don't know. it. Yes. I don't know if she thought, I think she was just, I think it was just chaos. Right. I think the goal was chaos. <laughs> she succeeded. Also, 61 is not that old. Oh, I know. And the way that like the stuff I was reading online was like her elderly mother. I'm like, Come on. 61, though, in 1962 is kind of old, I guess. It's a different 61. You know what I'm about to turn. We live in the era of there's no such thing as, like, little old grannies. And, like, 80-year-old women are fucking hot at this point. Yes. So that's the story of the Beck family poltergeist of Indianapolis. I don't know. That one? Eh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I got one. That might turn that frown upside down. Have you been following this news story? Now, we are recording this, you know, a couple weeks before this airs. But this has been a news story in recent times 
about this family in Las Vegas with the UFO? No, but I love it. So, okay. I don't want to sound like you and I did the first week of the pandemic where, you know, news changes and whatever. So I will say this is a developing story at this very moment. But what I think is the most interesting about the story is just the initial report. Because things have come in later because this did become a big news story and whatever. So it's developing. Yes. But it first took place on May 1st of 2023. This family in Las Vegas, they've got a couple of sons. The one son, Angel, who's 16, has a YouTube channel. It's called Alien Society 51, hmm. which he, he only has one video on it. And he put it up after this became a news story just to, like, tell his side of the story. So – Pretty much every news outlet has covered this a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, P.S. This is the kind of news that I really pay attention to. Like, of course. at this point, I'm just like, don't ask me about certain things. I want to talk about this. Um, so it's midnight, Las Vegas, hot as can be. He's fixing his truck in his backyard, and he hears something from the sky. It's falling, and he sees a bright light. And he says that he hears and feels a big impact on the ground, just like a Now, there was a police body cam that came out, like a video from a body cam that came out that showed something falling from the sky. But it has been debunked by the American Meteor Society as being a meteor. I saw that. Okay. So that's not the same thing. Well... Or is it? Could it have all happened in the same uh, time? I don't know. You know, I'm trying to argue all sides because we really don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. This kind of stuff, the fun part is that we just, who knows? Because the stuff that's the most mysterious and interesting is what this family has said. So anyway, the initial story. He says that he's in his backyard. His vision starts getting blurry and he hears footsteps coming toward him. He sees like an eight-foot tall creature with gray greenish skin it's got weird looking feet and a big mouth that's insane (laughs) his dad also sees it and his brothers then he looks at it in the eyes and he says he freezes like he had sleep paralysis i could argue he just went into shock Mm -hmm. uh he says he could see its mouth breathing you could see its stomach moving um, he ran into the house and he made a 911 call. And this is the 911 call. Oh, well, this is great. Now I love this. I got this from ABC7 Chicago, which is like one of the many, many outlets that played this. But this is um, a real 911 call from this 16 year old. Okay, what's going on over there? Okay, lady. Me, my dad, and my brother, we're working at a truck in our backyard and we have a big lot outside, right? Correct? Okay. We were working, and we just see in a corner of our eye something fall down from the sky, and it was with light. And when it hit down, it was like a big impact, and we felt it. We felt like an energy, and then and then and then we hear like a lot of footsteps n- near us, and then we have a big a big uh, equipment, and and we see, and there's a there's like an eight foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, uh in, in in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually we so just two, terrified of it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like 8 foot, 9 feet, 10 foot, I don't know. They're, they, look like, they look like aliens to us. Big eyes, they have big eyes. Okay. Like, like, I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and 
And they're not human. They're 100% they're not human. I mean, this is another thing. Going back to Lena, you can get arrested for falsifying a report. I like how he was like, listen, lady. Uh, this is my favorite part. Let me just hear that again. Okay, what's going on over there? Okay, lady. Me, <laughs> my dad. Okay, lady. Okay, lady. Um, okay, lady. So they then go in their living room. They're not going back outside, and they hear footsteps on the roof. They hear whispering outside. Their neighbors believe them. The cops come over, and the cops are like, actually, we heard this from other people in the neighborhood that there was this crash or this you know, thing. But I think these are the only people that reported actually seeing the people. And this poor family, they've been like in hiding in their house, not going anywhere, doing interviews or whatever, because people are just like threatening them and saying this is all a hoax. And they're like, no, it's like this happened to us. Like, sorry, it happened to us. We saw what we saw. Now, I always try to come up with, you know, different possibilities for things. Could it be that these were a couple of new members of the Blue Man Group show at the Luxor? And they were running late for a performance. They got lost. Sure. This is Vegas. Mm -hmm. And they were just trying to be like, hey, how do you get to the Luxor? And they had their makeup on. Mm -hmm. It's just a theory. I'm working on it. It's a developing story. They crashed. They were driving erratically late for the show. But is there anyone in the Blue Man group that's 8 to 10 feet tall? Now I'm Googling because I I had to know. Stilts. Um, Stilts. You know they're into all that shit. Sure. I don't know. Birdie just told me a thing the other night about the existence of UFOs because, like, these kids know everything and they're so much smarter than anyone my age. Yeah. I mean, listen, a 15-year-old in 2023 definitely knows more than me. And no, a 15-year-old in 2023 is the equivalent of, like, a 30-year-old in 1962. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Birdie would have walked into that house and been like, uh, Grandma Lena... Yeah. Get back to Germany. You're the culprit. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, you want to hear some ghost voices? Yes! It's time for... EVPs. Or EV please. So this is a segment I do. You did this three years ago with me. Mm-hmm. Basically what I do is I go to social media, YouTube, wherever. People can also send them to me at ghostedbyrouse at gmail.com. And I find EVPs, electronic voice phenomena. These are believed to be ghosts speaking captured on some kind of recording device. People upload them. I got two of them for you. And we're going to try to figure out what we think they say. Okay. So the first one comes from South Texas Haunts on YouTube. And it's at the old Nueces County Courthouse in Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay. What is this ghost saying? Okay, wait, one more, one more. Call me? Oh, call me. Wait, hold on. Play one more time. Call Schling. Call Schling. Call Schling. Call Schling. Cautioning. 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 Well, okay. That's not what they thought. I'm going to give you four options here. And one of these. I like cautioning. I think that's what it's saying. Okay. What do do they think? It's one of these options. Is it A, I'll lose weight. Honestly, it sounds (laughs) like that. Listen. I'll lose weight. I don't hear that. I don't hear that. Okay. Is it B, oh, that was quick. Is it C, Come this way. Oh, that's good. Or D. Oh, yes, queen. Okay, wait, play it one more time. Cautioning. <laughs> I think they thought it was come with me. Yes, they believe that it was C. Come this way. Yeah, come this way. Right. I actually hear more like come with me. Yeah. But now we know that it's really cautioning. Listen to oh, yes, okay, queen. Oh, yes, queen. Queen. Oh, yes, queen. I hear, like, I hear, gosh, queen. <laughs> gosh, yes, queen. Okay. Gosh, queen. Same YouTube channel, South Texas Haunts. They also have one at a haunted Texas hospital. Um, it didn't say which one, but a haunted Texas hospital. What is it saying? 
Okay, this is a very different kind of voice. But that's just, that's not a voice. That was just like someone like knocking on a microphone. That's like a bark. Yeah, it sounds like a bark for sure. It, I think it's just a bark. Well. Ice cream. I hear ice cream. Okay. Ice cream. Funny you ice say cream. that because that is one of these options here. Yes! Is it A, ice cream? Yes. B, ask me. C, nice screen. You know, like when your friend has an iPhone crack screen, you're like, nice screen. <laughs> um, or D, yes, queen. I'm, I'm sorry. These Texas queens. It's yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. It's yes, queen. It's definitely yes, queen. Or ice cream. They believe it's ice cream. Ice cream. Yes, queen. Yeah. Okay, let's do one last thing. Now, this could take us into all kinds of directions, and I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on some of these things. I'm just going to list off some unexplained phenomena, stuff that's on this topic, and I want you to tell me if you believe in it, you don't, if you have an anecdote of some sort, anything that comes up. Okay. So, first up, psychics. Tell me about it. Yes, 100%. I'm psychic. Now, why do you say that you're psychic? Um... Well, I think I'm very intuitive, but sometimes I just know things are going to happen <laughs> or I say, like, you know, I just am or I sort of like see things in the future. And then I have a lot of I have like a lot of like really psychic connections with people, you know, like the kind of thing. Some people don't have these things, which is weird. Right. It's weird to me when people don't have it. Like. I text a thing that someone's like, I was literally just about to text you this exact question. Do you know what I mean? Ah. Like that kind of thing. But close friends, like it only is with people that I'm really close with. I have a lot of that stuff where I feel like I can almost, I don't know, predict or communicate with people without having to like talk to them that I'm close with. And then we're like, oh, yeah, no, that's in my head. I'm like, oh, that's already been decided because you know what I mean? I'm really woo. I'm really woo woo. I love that. A lot of it is just like intuition. And well, it's like, I guess that's the thing. Like, you know, people who have trauma (laughs) have a tendency to be able to go into any room and sort of like figure out personalities and types of people Mm -hmm. and where the safety is and who's hiding. I mean, that's the kind of thing like that I'm so good at is is reading people And so I think it kind of translates to energy in general, in a way. Does that make sense? You know what I think? I think that as we are animals and we all have animal instincts, all these other animals are constantly on the lookout for their preys. Correct. You know. Correct. But we ignore it a lot of time. Mm. And... I think everyone has this. It's just we're conditioned. Well, to you're be taught a- to, ign- but you're also taught to ignore it because of capitalism and the patriarchy and white supremacy. That's like, yeah, it pretty much all comes down to that. It always does. Yeah. Like that's the craziest thing is that like all of it comes down to like white supremacy, toxic masculinity, the patriarchy, and capitalism. Yeah. And like, you know, anytime you hear, could you ever read the story of Debbie Harry getting away from? Um, oh my God, who's the serial killer? Ted Bundy. She was picked up by Ted Bundy. No, I don't know this story. Debbie Harry from Blondie. So what's what's the story? Oh my God. 
The story was that she just had a bad feeling immediately and knew it, like, and and followed her gut and, like, started kicking the car window with her giant platform shoes, which was the only reason why she accepted a ride anyway was because she was wearing really giant platform shoes and her feet were really uncomfortable in it was San Francisco and against her better judgment accepted a ride from this guy that she like immediately thought was creepy before she even like basically like as soon as she got in she thought he was creepy and then Mm -hmm. she kicked started kicking the windows and he like pulled over and let her out and then when he was caught not long after that she was like that was the the guy guy that picked me up (gasps) listen here's the thing too is that so rarely as humans are we <sighs> like if you're a person who's able to get back in touch with that thing and trust your instincts and follow them always you may never know what you've avoided because mm. it it may not be a situation like a Ted Bundy or a situation like a horrible huge thing right but it could have been a thing that changed your life forever in a terrible way or totally. was information that you didn't need or you'll just never know you just never know and so I always err on the side and I tell my kids to also I have to say this as a woman that idea of being polite which was so ingrained in generations of women because again patriarchy and whatever um I really have broken myself of that but I was even me at a time there was a time in my life like in my 20s probably and definitely my teens and 20s where I do think I suppressed those feelings because I didn't want to seem rude to someone and I always ask my like I'm like internally always asking myself questions like if I'm getting like a bad vibe from someone and if it is a person of color for instance I'm like wait is your bad vibe because of internalized racism Mm -hmm. that you're not even like aware of like really busy like break it the fuck down you have to be able to do all of those things though in like three and a half seconds yeah it's so layered and it's complicated and like we have all of these like conflicting things that have been put in us since birth in this culture right but like a huge one is not listening to your instincts i've been dealing with this a lot on dating apps i've had one time where i didn't listen to myself and the guy was a creep see and i and but there was things that i knew i should i they were red flags for me but i was like but he's hot and he's six foot two i will say just because of our society and our culture, it is hard to stay engaged, truly engaged with your intuition and your innermost knowing about all things. And the more that like people can like try to figure out how they're able to reconnect with it, I do think the better off and the safer everyone is. Well, on the topic of psychics, you talked to the iconic Teresa Caputo. We did talk to Teresa Caputo. She didn't have anything good to say to me. I just have to say that. No, psychics have nothing to say to me. <laughs> my my dead loved ones are like, we're good. We said goodbye. We don't. We're not coming through. Any. I had no, but I had. Wait, I have a good story for you. Oh, here we go. I really do. I I I'm trying to. Okay, so Shantira Jackson, who was a writer on my late night talk show, RIP, busy tonight at some point in the fall of 2020, reached out to me and was like, this is so weird. But um, 
her partner had given her a reading with a medium for her birthday. And in the reading, at the end, the medium was like, Jane, her name's Jamie, was like, I'm so sorry. There's someone else that's here that's not for you. But they've been very insistent. Um, do you have a friend whose name is Elizabeth, but nobody calls her that? They call her like... Something else. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, it's not Lizzie. It's like, uh, Bizabeth, Lilibet, Lilibet, Bizabeth, Lilibet. And she has a tattoo on her foot that's funny. And Shantira was like, Well, I have a friend named Busy whose name is Elizabeth. I don't know if she has a tattoo on her foot. Oh, I have a tattoo on my foot that says, Fuck them. <laughs> so the medium's like, Here's the rule of mediumship. If another spirit like comes through for someone else, it's her responsibility to then get in touch with that person and say, it has come through for you. But by the way, I want to be really specific because a skeptic could say, well, obviously the lady knew that she wrote on Busy Tonight. You posted your foot tattoo, like when you got it done, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I want to say. No one and nowhere have I ever said that my grandmother refused to call me busy and only called me Lilibet or Bizabeth. Those two exact names. Whoa. Because she specifically didn't say busy and she said Lilibet or Bizabeth. My grandma did not like busy, <laughs> thought it was not a befitting nickname, was always trying to get me to go by Lilibet, which is insane. <laughs> Like, what did she, what was she trying to tell Shantira? Then I had this whole session with Jamie. She was basically just saying at your friend's reading, like, this woman's coming through and she wants to well, talk to. Apparently my grandma and Shantira's grandma had been like kicking it in the spiritual realm. Oh my God. They're probably watching the show together. I guess that maybe that's how they met. Like, I don't know, but they were like hanging and they were, it was like they were having a laugh and my grandma really just wanted to like make contact with me. And here's what I'll say too, that for a couple years prior to that, I started finding these pennies on the ground all the time. And for a while I was like, what is, this is so weird. What is this? And then I remembered at a certain point that like my grandma used to sing pennies from heaven to me. She had like a couple songs that she loved that involved pennies. I know that sounds insane, but she was like, you know, from the depression era. I don't know. They're, they talked about pennies a lot. That's all they had. Anyway. And so at a certain point I was like, I feel like these pennies are from moot. That's what we called my grandma moot. I feel like these pennies are from moot. And my mom was always like, well, of course the pennies are from moot. Moot's just sending you a little sign saying hi. Then I went like a step further in my thought process. And I decided that like the pennies meant that I was like on the right path. And when I didn't see them, I was, I would get really like bummed about my life choices or whatever. Mm -hmm. So anyway, in this reading that Jamie did, my grandma just wanted to like check in, tell me I was on the right path, tell me I was doing the right things, that the pennies are obviously from her. Come on. Crazy. You know, she's like, pennies are from me. She's yes. like, yeah, that was me. Obviously, it's me. But then Jamie... You should have Jamie on the show. She's What's her name? 
Jamie Vos' love. Okay, I got to listen to your episode with her. Yeah. But she said a thing to me and Casey, who I do my podcast with. Now, this is crazy given the last week and a half, two weeks of the world. She said that orcas will be a sign. And that when we see the orcas, we'll know. Just this is for everyone or for you? It was just to us. I mean, it was to us, but like, I don't know. It was, I don't know. It was just a sign that the we, orcas, it's whales and orcas are the. Th- and I remembered whales, but I didn't remember orcas. And then when all the orca stuff has been happening the last two weeks, Casey said to me that she's like, are we supposed to be taking down billionaires? What's happening? Like, what? what is our sign from the orcas? You'll know. We, I don't. Turns out, I don't know, actually. Weird. I know. But it was, like, very interesting. And then also, there was, like, a really specific thing that came through from my mom. It was, like, from one of her parents. It was a story I've never heard. My mother has never talked about. Like, it's, it was very specific and interesting and wild and made me a firm believer in those energies coming through. You know, I talk to a lot of people that are famous, public figures, whatever, and they they always kind of say that same thing where it's like, yeah, they picked up on the things that everyone knows in the news. You could have found that out. And then there's always like the good psychics can always find that family member, that nickname, that little thing. And I hear that a lot about Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium. I hear that about Mm -hmm. Teresa Caputo. Good for them. I was asked to be on Tyler Henry's show at one point, and I would accept that, like, I'm close friends with a famous person who died. You know, I was. So, like, I don't want to go on to that show and have it be, like, Heath Ledger's coming through or whatever. Like, Can you, you know what I mean? ahead of time? Like, just... No, I think you can't. And the truth is, like, that's what they want for the show, right? Right. I'm not, like, Roz, I'm not, I'm not new. Right. <laughs> also, it's not a thing that I particularly want to do on camera ever. Yeah, totally. I mean, we recorded it for our podcast with the understanding that, like, we weren't going to air. And you know what? I actually have to say, I don't know if we aired the reading at all or if we just talked about it. This podcast, I've had multiple psychics over the years that have read me on the show. And some things have been accurate and some things have not been accurate. And... I can think of one moment in particular where somebody said, I asked them about a job and they were like, it's not going to happen. And I was like, fuck. And then it did happen. And I think I ended up taking it out of the episode just in general. But I don't know. So many those kinds of questions are tricky. The mediumship stuff when they can really nail down a fact. That's that's what I love. But the mediumship thing too was what was so interesting to me about Jamie and that it did feel like the messages were very clear and it wasn't like you're going to get a job it was like your family members from the other side are like line and people you love are like lining up on the other side to say these five things to you and I did it with Casey and it was different for Casey than it was for me. You know what I mean? And it was, and it was just so specific to not just me because again, like, yes, of course. I mean, I am also like an open book, you know, (laughs) like I talk a lot about my own self and my life, 
but very specific to other people in my family and very specific to like, at the time, I think Mark and I were, had already decided we were separating, but we hadn't told anyone. And there was like a thing that she, that my grandma said about that. Jamie was like, I don't know if this makes sense to you. Like she would say like that, you know, like, I don't know if this makes sense to you, but this thing, I'm like a big believer in energy and, and putting things out into the world and getting it back. And yes, I don't know. Okay. Real quick. Just a couple of these. Okay. Now, do you believe in UFOs? I don't know if I got an exact answer on that. I mean, I don't know. Sure. I guess ish. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know. I don't know enough to not believe in them. What about Bigfoot? No. <laughs> no. But so you feel like you know enough to know that that's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's not happening. Yeah, I do. Because that's the thing with UFOs as opposed to Bigfoot is like UFOs is like, well, we're t- if we're talking about like the universe. Th- yeah, look, honey, I'm not entirely sure that we're not AI. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Anything is possible, I feel like. Do you subscribe to the belief of like demons? I think that people's energies can go real dark and people can become. I think that there's like evil energy that can infect people. Yeah, I do. I don't know if it's um, I don't know what it is. I think it's a dark energy. I think there's definitely that's real. Yeah. Well, you've been just a bright energy. Well, that but that's the trick, right? Is that we have to like keep trying to bring the light energy. Yeah, because the darkness doesn't want anything to do with it. And right now, I think that there is like a lot of dark energy. Like when you talk about poltergeists being the offshoot of extreme anger in people and teenagers that always resonated with me and made sense to me because it is so much energy that a temper tantrum of like an adult or a teenager hormonal (laughs) teenager is able to harness you know it feels like it has to go somewhere right but I just think when I get really depressed which I have been about the state of the world and this country and whatever, all kinds of things. Um, I try to remember (laughs) that the best way to combat it is to meet it with positivity, even though that is like (laughs) the hardest thing to do, (laughs) you know? Well, there's there's only so much we can control, but, you know, I'm in the same way. I try to make my efforts to, to make people laugh and... Spread some joy. Spread some joy. You do spread so much joy and some scary stories sometimes. Although I have to say the poltergeist today. Didn't do it for you. No. Well, Busy, I so appreciate you doing this again. Thanks, honey. I am so happy to. Tell people where to find you. Everywhere. You know, your podcast. I have a podcast called Busy Phillips is Doing Her Best. Um, New episodes weekly. We like almost never take breaks because we didn't know that that was a thing we should do. And I'm on the television show Girls 5 Eva currently. Love it. Among other shows. And that show is going to be coming to Netflix uh, in the fall. If you missed it because it started on Peacock, you can watch the first two seasons on Netflix and then the third season will be coming out. And what else do I do? So many things. I don't know. My Instagram. Instagram story. (laughs) Instagram stories, ghost stories, psychic stories. Psychics. All of it. And again, All I think people should go back and listen to the first time you were on because the stories are pretty iconic. I'm going to go back and listen. 
right now. April 2020. <laughs> Best thing that happened that month. All right. Busy, thank Thanks, you. Russ. Thank you so much to Busy Phillips. God, I love her. This was a fun episode. This is what we do here. So I hope you're enjoying the show. Go back and listen to the last time she was on. There's been hundreds of episodes at this point of me talking to people about the paranormal. We're going to be back next week. I can't wait to talk more. Ooh, I've got so many good ones coming out to you. So make sure you're following the show. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! This has been an Exactly Right production. Want to share your paranormal experience on the podcast? I read stories out loud, and sometimes I'll even call you. So email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You can send a DM or voice message to the show's Instagram at ghostedbyroz. Give us a follow while you're there. And follow me, Roz, on Instagram at rozhernandez and on TikTok and Twitter at itsrozhernandez. My senior producer is the startling Jiha Lee. Associate producer is the alarming Alex Chi. This episode was mixed and sound designed by the eerie Edson Choi. My guest booker is the petrifying Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from the hair-raising Hannah Kyle Crichton. My theme music is by the spine-chilling Brendan Lynch-Salomon. Artwork by the spooky Vanessa Lilac. Photography by the terrifying Elizabeth Karen. Executive produced by the chilling Karen Kilgareth, the spooky Georgia Hardstark, and the frightening Danielle Kramer. Follow Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit ExactlyRightStore.com to purchase Ghosted by Roz Hernandez merch.